The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you wish for a more fulfilling, erotic, and sexual life? The journey begins here. This is The Sexual Voice with your host, Jessica Ford. As a relationship psychotherapist working with individuals and couples for decades, Jessica knows how to create and support meaningful relationships. Along with her guests, Jessica expands the lens of sex therapy, connecting you with a more satisfying and healthier sexual self. Now, here is Jessica Ford. Yes, I am Jessica Ford, and this is The Sexual Voice, and welcome to today's show. Over the last week, I've done a lot of thinking and uh, had a lot of great feedback, so uh, we'll see how today goes. With so many sex talk shows out there, what makes this one different? And I wonder about that myself, but uh, you might be wondering that as well. But hopefully, this show is going to get you to think. It's going to get you to connect and become more aware. And eventually, to talk, to talk with yourself, with your partners, and with friends. You're invited to take, in a way, this inward journey to come to know what you need and want, and to learn to be assertive and express your rights to intimacy and pleasure. So today, I hope that you take away that you can understand that your sexual need is more than just physical and how a journey around multi-dimensions can change and expand your life. So it is a privilege and an honor in so many ways to have our guest today, Dr. Gina Ogden. Her PhD is in sexology, and she is a licensed marriage and family therapist. She is a true pioneer and innovator in the field of sex therapy. Her work spans decades, and one might even say a lifetime. She's an award-winning author. Her book, Women Who Love Sex, The Heart and Soul of Sex, The Return of Desire, Expanding the Practice of Sex Therapy, and her forthcoming book, Exploring Desire and Intimacy, a workbook for creative clinicians. All are work that are for the layperson, but also for the therapist. She contributes also to a variety of professional journals. And each year, she takes a pilgrimage, as I want to call it, across the U.S. to conduct workshops and seminars on the four-dimensional wheel to attendees that come from all over the world. She teaches at Esalen Institute in California, and she does professional training in intensives in Mexico. 
She is an ASEX certified sex therapist diplomat and provides supervision to countless individuals who want to become sex therapists or who are interested in sex therapy. And for those who maybe who don't know what ASEC is, it is the certifying body here in the U.S. that helps regulate what we do as sex therapists. And I'm going to get Gina to maybe explain that a bit more. Several years ago, I had the real pleasure of getting to know her on a more personal level and professionally. I attended a, one of her yearly workshops at Rowe Center in Rowe, Massachusetts. And during her week-long workshop, it became a life changer for me. My trip there was to learn the 4D wheel. I was there as a professional. Instead, I had this cathartic experience, this epiphany. For several years, I had been troubled with this upper back pain, this tightness in my upper back, and everyone said, oh, it's arthritis or whatever. But I had come to realize over several months that this was more constriction in my chest, a tightness in my chest that was leading to this pain in my back. And I'd come to realize it was my heart. And when I shared this with the group and by walking this amazing wheel that Gina has created, I came to realize the physical pain was more emotional and spiritual. This was a transformational journey for me. So I always will be grateful to Gina for what she offered and what I was able to take away from that weekend experience. And I realize I'm not alone. So many people who attend these workshops benefit in such extraordinary and astounding ways. So now maybe a little personal information about Gina. I know this very hardworking, dedicated individual occasionally needs restoration and renewal. And I know her go-to place, and that's the ocean. She seeks out the ocean when she is working through thoughts and feelings, and she goes there as a way to restore herself. She has a partner, she is a mother, and she's a grandmother. But probably right now, quite importantly, she is supporting the next president of the United States, Hillary Clinton. So Gina, welcome back to Voice America. I know you're on the line. Well, thank you, Jessica. That's a lovely introduction. And I do want to say that um, Singing Beach on the North Shore of Massachusetts is something that my partner calls Gina's summer office. And (laughs) I try to get there every day that the sun is shining. And indeed, I do... Aside from it, napping and swimming and loving the rocks that are there, I also can think very clearly there. So I literally work while I play. 
it's it's part of what I call bilocating, trying to be <laughs> in two places at once, which is all a part of the multi-dimensional work that you're thinking of. And yes, as my granddaughter says, it is time for us to have a girl president. <laughs> well, as as I've mentioned, probably long overdue. So I I know that you've been on Voice America before on a previous as a previous guest on one of the talk shows and. Uh, but as I was kind of, you know, listening and preparing for today, I, I, what struck me, Gina, was that with all of these uh, shows and the kind of sex-positive messages that we've been trying to get out there to encourage people uh, to, to connect with themselves, to open to, you know, within themselves— um, I, I guess <laughs> the thought that kept coming into my mind was, uh, and here's your initial warm-up question, what are the stumbling blocks that keep us from, or maybe society, and I won't have you launch into a, a sociological explanation here, but what keeps us from moving forward toward sexual health? And, and, you know, I'm not going to, uh, you know, belabor this too much, but you wrote in your book, um, The Heart and Soul of Sex, this really meaningful passage, but it, it and, and I wrote, know you wrote this uh, at least two decades ago, hardly do we ever ha- uh, hear sex discussed in a multidimensional whole. Mm-hmm. In all its culture, physical, emotional, relational, and meaningful, developmental, healing, lusty, and transformational aspects. The idea that sex can assume mystical proportions as a life-altering experience is not yet a part of our national conversation. So it is not a part. I mean, here we are after all these many, many decades still bantering around discussions of Roe versus Wade, you know, Wade. And, you know, I mean, at at what point can we move people forward, I guess? Um, You know, I keep wondering, you know, with all of this amazing groundbreaking research that you did in the 90s and all the books that you've published, not to mention all of the books that have been published, um, and you encourage us as therapists not to fix our clients, which I wholeheartedly agree, but instead teaching them how to heal themselves. And this is why I love the body of your work. You know, as a therapist, uh, once they leave our office, and that seems to be the only place they can talk is within our, you know, the confines of our office, the conversation stops whatever readings you suggest or have encouraged them to read or even the basic stuff that we ask them to do just doesn't get done until the day of the next therapy session or the day before. So do you have any thoughts about this? And and what have you found in this professional journey that you've been on? Well, you're raising probably 10,000 really interesting points. So let's start. I know, I know. (laughs) Let's start with the stumbling blocks. I think that certainly in this culture in which we are raised and in a lot of other cultures too, 
anything that's beyond kind of indigenous culture. The, the teaching is and the learning is that sex, S-E-X, quote-unquote sex, equals intercourse. That's kind of lesson number one. And closely connected to that is that sex is separate from everything else. So that we're supposed to keep sex, this thing called sex, um, it, it's, it, it's, it's a noun rather than a verb. In other words, it's, it's kind of something rather than a part of our natural day-to-day and night-to-night living. Mm-hmm. So that we've learned that if we have sexual feelings, whether it's that we're turned on or whether we're falling in love or we're turned off or falling out of love, that somehow those constellations of experience are not permissible in day-to-day uh, I was going to say intercourse, discourse. So we've learned that sex is not what we are. It's something that we do and we've been taught, mm-hmm. depending on your religion, on your culture, on possibly the area of uh, the country you grow up in or what country you grow up in, that there are certain rules about how you can express sex. God forbid it should be anything except face-to-face intercourse in the dark, in marriage for the procreation of children, man mm. on top. And this <laughs> concept is the basis of what I call cultural missionary position, man on top. I'm just going to say one more thing, and then I'll stop lecturing here. But if you get the the notion of woman on the bottom, man on top, this kind of cultural missionary position, Mm -hmm. and if you try to reverse it so that woman's on top and man's on the bottom, that doesn't help. Because you still have cultural missionary position. So my work over the 40 years, some odd, that I've been in this business, as, as I've begun to see and understand the missing parts of this discourse, has been to, to look at it dynamically and see if we can separate the the cultural missionary position so that we exist as individuals, so that we exist in some kind of circular or, as you say, wheel, four-dimensional wheel of experience, which includes body, mind, heart, and spirit. And this okay. is what you stepped into. Okay. Um, when, we will, we if you can uh, give us a moment, we'll be right back. We, we're going to take a break right now and carry on this uh, uh, really enlightening conversation with Gina Ogden. So we'll be right back. Thank you. Thank you. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to The Sexual Voice with Jessica Ford. To reach our show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to the sexual voice at jafordgroup.com. Now, back to the sexual voice. Hello, welcome back. We're talking to Dr. Gina Ogden, and uh, she was beginning to get into uh, what this four-dimensional wheel is about. And so I'm going to lead out, Gina, with can you explain in in more detail this four-dimensional wheel? And as you said, I have experienced it firsthand. (laughs) Sure. Thanks, Jessica. So (laughs) as, as I moved from being a family therapist to a sex therapist to a radicalized feminist over the course of my work in this field as I was as I was seeing all the questions that were not being answered, I finally came to the notion that nobody was dealing with the notion that sexuality and spirituality are somehow connected. And as I was listening to my clients, I was hearing them say things like, isn't there something more to sex than just intercourse? Or isn't there something more to sex than just whatever it was they were experiencing or not experiencing? Okay, I'm going to just slow you down. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, Spirituality. I mean, a lot of people out there hear spirituality and they immediately think, you know, is this some kind of religious or, you know, but, and I know what you're describing is, is more than a religion, but so as you're talking about spirituality, expand on that. Okay. So I'm listening to my clients talk about sex using phrases and words and concepts that are not sexy. In other words, they're not about stimulation to intercourse. Mm -hmm. They're not about the clitoris. They're not about the penis. 
They're about freedom. They're about growth. They're about connection. They're about meaning. They're about, sometimes they're about despair. And I begin to understand that there's this whole wheel of experience, of sexual experience, some of which is very much rooted in our bodies, uh, what we assume to be sexual, that has to do with our genitals, that it has to do with orgasm or not orgasm. But there's also a whole bunch of responses that are emotional and have to do with our heart. There's also a whole bunch of responses that have to do with our cognitive mental construct. In other words, the messages that we come to this experience with. Good girls don't, real men score, whatever the messages are in your life. And then there is something more. And this something more is the realm of spiritual, which has to do in terms of the clients um, that I've talked with over my 40-year career and in terms of the survey that I did, the national survey that I did in the mid-90s on integrating sexuality and spirituality. Spirituality has to do with the sense of connection and meaning. And for some people, connection and meaning, this realm of spirituality, is very rooted in religion um, for whatever their good reasons. For many people, it is not. In fact, they'll say, oh, I'm not spiritual because I don't have... I left the church 15 years ago and never looked back. And so in taking my definitions from the 3,810 people who responded to my survey, spirituality has to do with the personal connection with something that is larger than ourselves, and you can call that God or goddess or tree or or nature or wolf or whatever you want to call it, you can, it might be your partner, that might be that sense of connection and meaning, and so so that spirituality is this personal one-on-one sense of feeling connected and meaningful. And the opposite of it, of course, is feeling disconnected and despairing. And we can get into that in a minute. But the, how they, and I differentiate that from religious experience, is that in, in religions, it's not so much a personal sense as it is a collective sense or a traditional sense, traditional ways of feeling connected. If you're Catholic, for instance, if you're Christian, Christ is the intercessionary or Mother Mary, um, so that you're going through a whole set of traditions. And as I say, for some reason, there are some people, spirituality is very, very connected with religion. For others, it is not. So, 
when we come to sexual connection and how we work the wheel, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, we can literally step into these different dimensions. And I think this is one of the ways that you had such a, such a transformational experience that you could differentiate between physical, between mental, between emotional, and between spiritual on your way to integrating all of them together. And I'll say one more thing and then and, and please comment. That although I've been developing this for, for years through working with people, what I find now is that the latest neuroscience that's coming out absolutely affirms this sense of differentiation is the way to integration. So the way I'm different from a lot of sex therapists is that I take sexuality beyond just physical stimulation. So I'll stop there. And uh, no, you can there. continue because I, I think... Uh the the research you're right has shown. I mean, I believe in in one of the studies in your book, uh, it talked about and and I've heard this before at other conferences where individuals who literally have spinal cord injury are able to have orgasm, and even though they because of the the neural wiring and to the brain that they're able to to show that there is pleasure that does come even though they have a spinal cord injury and and may not be able to you know have those sensations but there is a sense of well-being that comes from the orgasm is that right i think that the what you're talking about is beverly whipple and barry commissaric's work yes yes spinal cord injury people where they found that that the um orgasm reflex can travel through the vagus nervous system as well as through the central nervous system. And that's physiological research. Um, However, I interpret it, and then it's been reinterpreted by, for instance, Emily Nagoski, um, Dan Siegel, and others who are are neuroscientists. as as experience being multidimensional. Um, Emily is talking about sexual experience. Dan Siegel is talking about um, basically mindfulness. But they're saying essentially similar things, mm-hmm. which is that our experience, sexual or not, is made up of physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. Not only that, it drifts in time, past, present, and future. And this this is where I believe that working the wheel and walking into the wheel becomes incredibly powerful because we are able to explore the past and the present and the future along with the differentiation of physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, and I would love to give um, some examples when we have time. I think we're coming up on a break. Well, we have about a minute, so if you'd like to uh, kind of share something 
and, and I'll let you know when, when we reach that point, okay? Sure. Well, I'm thinking of, <clears throat> I'm thinking of an older couple who were in their 70s and uh, having a really hard time connecting sexually, even though they were very bonded and attached in all sorts of ways. They had been married forever and um, had grandchildren and on and on. But they, they could not come together sexually. And ultimately, the Well, you're woman, speaking physically, right? Physically, sexually. Well, sexually. They just, okay. She had right. no desire. Okay. He was not able to perform. They, um, they, and, and it was a source of great um, disconnection. Uh, between them, and they were kind of carping at each other. I called them the Bickersons when <laughs> when they came to the when they came to work with me. Um, and what eventually transpired is that the woman was able to step into the wheel and realize that her emotional what she was feeling in her heart was so kind of tied up and confused with what she was thinking mentally. She kept, she was very heavy on shaking her finger and saying, should, and then bursting into tears at the same time. And when we could differentiate her heartfelt feelings from these, from these judgmental shoulds, and have her, she was actually literally running around the wheel to step in both these places, and at the end of which she said, no wonder I'm too tired for sex, that we were able to have her literally step into what her inner process was and show it so that she could understand it and feel it and so that her husband could understand it and come toward her rewarding yeah rewarding for all so we're coming up now on a break and we'll be right back with gina and we'll get into a more discussion about sex therapy and are there any benefits to that if uh, and what she might have to say after all of her years of, of working in the profession thanks you gina thank you gina we'll be right back us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. American Heroes Network is a program for and about our American veteran heroes and their families. 
Join host Gary Ray as he shows what is being done to help our veterans and showcase the companies and organizations that are helping our veterans and their families rebuild their lives. Listen for American Heroes Network, live and powered by the Voice America Variety Channel, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Listening to the Sexual Voice with Jessica Ford. To reach our show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to the Sexual Voice at jafordgroup.com. Now, back to the Sexual Voice. Hello, welcome back. And we have the pleasure of having uh, Dr. Gina Ogden talking and describing uh, the four-dimensional wheel that came out of her work um, and her research, her extensive research, that I'm going to say included men and women in the research. So there was a a really healthy response uh, to asking the questions about sexuality and sex. And uh, uh, so she's back and she's just given us an inspiring story uh, of someone who's done the work with the wheel and uh, the benefits that uh, came out of that experience. So, but as sex therapists, uh, I have to, you know, I think what are the benefits of sex therapy? Because I'm going to say not everyone really understands what sex therapy is. And on top of that, why there's such an importance and I think in kind of a, a shout out for ASEC, but having certified sex therapists work with people because there's a lot of people out there who say they're sex therapists, but and they do a lot of different things. But this, I'm just very briefly talk about ASEC maybe and and the certification that's that you see, and I know you supervise a lot of people uh, to achieve this certification. Yeah, um, very good point. ASEC, as you said, is the one real certifying body for sex therapists and counselors and educators. And um, there are, guess what, requirements. (laughs) There's stuff you need to know. There are core knowledge areas. To become a certified sex therapist, you need 50 hours of supervised work with, um, with your clients. And, and much more. So um, ASEC is my kind of home away from home. Sometimes I call it my drug of choice. Um, I, it's, a, it's a wonderful organization. And I think when you're talking about what are the benefits of sex therapy, first of all, um, it's a place where... Men, women, and the rest of us, gender-questioning people, can address sexuality. I will say personally that I've had so many people, countless people, come to me, couples, singles, whatever, triples, poly people, say that, oh, we've been with a therapist for five years, or we've been in couples therapy for six years, and we haven't gotten around to talking about sex yet. That 
I gave a keynote at AAMFT, which is the wonderful American Association for Marriage and Family Therapy. A thousand people in the room. Raise your hand. How many have clients with sexual issues? Just about every hand went up. How many of you are trained to deal with them? Maybe 12 hands went up. And it's, frankly, a problem in our field. So ASECT is a place that you can get really well trained. And the benefits of having a trained sex therapist is that out of all of this mishmash of how quote-unquote sex is subsumed in our culture and defined by everybody from political people to the U.S. Congress to, um, to scientists to people the who Supreme to Court. Sell you pharmaceuticals. <laughs> what? I said the Supreme, the Supreme Court. Court, yes. Um, a, a trained sex therapist can help you articulate what is going on with you personally or with you as a couple or if you're having an issue with desire, if you're having an issue with the orgasm, if you're having an issue with gender identification, if you're having an issue with are you gay or lesbian or straight or do you want to engage in um, activities that are very different from what your your very uh, Roman Catholic trained partner thinks are normal, et cetera, et cetera, and can help you talk through those issues in ways that are non-shaming or in ways that are therapeutic and hopefully help you find uh, ways that will help you feel much better. Some sex therapists are very trained to deal specifically with physical issues. Others are more trained to deal with emotional uh, issues, mental issues. Very few, I find, are actually deal with the whole spectrum of body, mind, heart, and spirit. So that's just, that's just ringing a little bell for the work that I do and for the wonderful colleagues who, do, who work with me, too. But great sex therapy, and let me talk about this for a minute and then Jessica leap in, but I think that really good sex therapy, what you can expect is you can expect, a, you can expect your therapist to have very clear presence in which he or she or they are there for you. And I'm harking to uh, neuroscience here. The neuroscience of mirror neurons, that if you have a sex therapist who has dealt with their own issues, because we all have issues, in a way that they can be there specifically for you, something really positive is going to happen for you because that person or those therapists are going to hold safe space for you. They're going to hold confidentiality. Um, they're going to address 
a whole spectrum of sexual issues. They may introduce certain kinds of, of ritual, by which I don't mean anything particularly woo-woo, but maybe they'll do some grounding exercise or mindfulness exercises. What my 4D work adds to that is movement. So they were using body intelligence. I ask, I ask clients to step into the wheel, stand up, move around, so that your body can speak as well as your, as well as your voice and as well as what you're thinking about. And I also do something that really not other people have done, so this feels innovative. I take from my spiritual shamanic training the notion of, of power objects, the notion that everything that we touch and feel and use has life. And I ask you to bring into the circle two objects, one of which represents a part of your sexual story that you want to keep and expand and grow, and the other represents a part of your sexual story that you want to let go of or move beyond or release. And what happens kind of instantaneously, and if you think about doing this yourself right now, mm-hmm. already you set up this kind of story that our sexual stories have this arc of, for lack of better words, positive and negative experience. And so it's, we get beyond the notion that sex is just one thing and it's goal-oriented and it has to begin with stimulation and end with orgasm. So I'll stop. Lecturing. No, you're you're doing well. But but as you had said in the beginning, uh, that sex is changes from something that we do to who we are, mm-hmm. and that's where you've taken us today. I think and and understanding that it isn't just an action verb; it is something more about who we are, which is we talk been talking about need. It, it is a need that we have to connect, and that is <clears throat> that's the gift I think that uh, that we can have. Certainly, yeah, we can talk about uh, we can talk about in therapy with <clears throat> excuse me with a sex therapist um, because I I hear like so many uh, therapists sex ther- therapists out there that this is the only place that the clients can come and talk. They say we that's talk right. here. This is this is our place, and uh, obviously getting them to to learn and develop and uh, uh, move beyond just our the four walls of our office into being able to talk at home and engaging at home is our goal. So and and move beyond the four walls of our intellect too, because yes. what I've found over the years is we can talk about it and talk about it, and talk about it, and talk about it, and be in therapy or sex therapy forever. But when we can actually move, move our bodies, move our objects around, place ourselves on this wheel of experience, we can see a much larger arc. We can understand, for instance, that what we want changes as we grow older, 
what we wanted. So many people aged in their 60s come to me complaining, oh, we want sex the way we had it in college when we met. Well, guess what? And things change. And I say, Mm. think about your house. Are you still decorating it the way you did in college with the orange shag rugs and uh, cinder block bookcases? Or have your tastes changed? And they begin to laugh and they say, right. That's so a good point we, to, to conclude act. on for this. And, and we'll be right back with Gina Ogden as we kind of wrap up. So hang in there and uh, stay with us. And we'll see you and uh, listen. You'll be listening to us in a few minutes. Thank you. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about the show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Listening to The Sexual Voice with Jessica Ford. To reach our show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to The Sexual Voice at jafordgroup.com. Now, back to The Sexual Voice. Hello and welcome back again. Uh, we've been talking with Dr. Gina Ogden and I've asked her just to kind of leave us with a, a point to wrap up this delightful conversation that I've had with her over the last hour. So what would you like the listeners to take away? You know, I, I, I think one thing that you certainly are going to take away is that sexuality, our sexuality is connected to our whole lives. And beyond that, what I would like to say is um, 
is to encourage you to breathe, to breathe really consciously and completely, because our breath, how we breathe, is is transformation. If we're breathing in, we're breathing in oxygen, we're breathing out carbon dioxide. That's the physical part of transformation. And we can make that very conscious by breathing in what we want and breathing out what we don't want. I actually teach a very short meditation, which I will not do because short meditations always take quite a long time, but you can practice breathing out what you don't want and sending it into the ground and allowing it to compost there and breathe it back in as love, light, uh, sexual energy, whatever it is you're wanting. And in that way, you're doing your own therapy, your own work, your own transformative work many, many, many times an hour and a day and a year. So you don't have to have a therapist with you all the time. You can be your own therapist. And remember, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, sex is more than just intercourse. Well said. Thank you so much, Gina. It's been uh, an amazing pleasure to have you, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk again, but thank you. And I'm going to begin to kind of wrap up the end of the show here. And I want to pass on, uh, if you're interested in Gina's work and uh Connecting with her, you can certainly reach her on her website, Gina Ogden, G-I-N-A-O-G-D-E-N.com. And I uh, just want to say that uh, she has, I know, a couple of workshops coming up, one in September with Emily Nagowski, uh, the Rocky Mountain Summit and of Sex and Intimacy, which will be the 23rd of September through the 24th in at Great Lake, and I'm uh, sorry, uh, Salt Lake, uh, Utah. And also, I believe she's going to be at uh, Rowe Center again this year, and uh, that would come later in October. So... I want to just read another Maslow quote, and I think it fits today. He wrote, all of the evidence that we have indicates that it is reasonable to assume in practicality every human being, and certainly in almost every newborn baby, that there is an active will toward health, an impulse toward growth, towards actualization. And I'm hoping, as Gina had indicated, uh, that we can take away today that an understanding that our sexual needs are more than just the physical, that it really is about the emotional, mental, and the spiritual. And to take that journey, and maybe as we are taking some deep breaths around these dimensions and see how they can change and maybe expand your life. I can certainly attest to it. So I'm going to thank everyone right now for the responses that I had to last week's show. And I heard from so many listeners. Um, And 
over this week, I actually heard from someone who had gone through prostate cancer recently and was wondering about uh, what they should be doing. And when it was suggested to talk to a sex therapist, uh, and would this person be coming with their spouse or partner um, or alone, and the person said, oh, no, I would be coming alone because I certainly wouldn't want to talk in front of my wife about what I'm experiencing. Oh, my. So you can see that uh, this need to get us to talk is there, and we hear it. We hear it with regularity, and uh, I urge this person to reconsider that because this is uh, one of the messages I often hear. It feels embarrassing, as I've said before, or it feels uncomfortable. And uh, so what do they do with that? And again, I think that's the benefit of, as Gina said, that kind of warm response of uh, having someone listen and knowing that you're, you, can, you can talk, but encouraging. I often refer to myself and my uh, practice as the tugboat. Um, my job is not to fix you but to nudge you in a direction that you feel is healthy. So, Can I just uh, break in here for one minute? Sure. This is such a poignant story, and I want to affirm this person's fear and to say that it, for some of us, it takes enormous courage, enormous courage to make the step to either see a sex therapist or to talk to our spouse. And I also want to say that the root word, root of the word courage is from the French, and it means heart. So this, to me, again, come back to the wheel, that sex is more than just physical. It has to do with our hearts and our minds and our spirits. So I offer you courage. And it does take a lot of courage. That, that phone call is uh, an enormous step for so many people. Mm-hmm. Then to get them into the office, sometimes uh, it takes a little more. But it, it's courageous that they make the phone call. Mm-hmm. So what's coming up next week, you might be wondering. Well, what is great sex? We're going to be looking at a generational perspective as well as what is it different or same and you're going to get to hear firsthand from Dr. Peggy Kleinplatz, who's going to be sharing her perspectives and her clinical research on optimal erotic intimacy. We're going to talk about, does erotic intimacy change across the life cycle? We already heard that it does. It's kind of like decorating a room. Do we want cinder block or do we want something different? <laughs> Dr. Peggy Kimplitz is a professor of medicine, clinical professor of psychology, and the director of sex and couples therapy in Ottawa. She is a clinical psychologist and board certified in sex education, and she's a supervisor of sex therapy. She has taught human sexuality, and uh, be really interesting in hearing what her research is showing about optimal sexual experience. So please join us. So as we kind of round out today, I'm going to leave you with a little roomy uh, poem, Send the Chaperones Away. Inside me, a hundred things, 
hundred beings are putting their fingers to their lips and saying, that's enough for now. Shh. Silence is an ocean. Speech is a river. So remember, healthy sex begins with you. Goodbye for now, and thank you for listening. And please join me next Friday when we'll talk some more. Thank you for joining Jessica and her guests today on The Sexual Voice. Please tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is here. Enjoy your sexual self, and please join us here next Friday. 